Okay. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus, but sometimes on TV. But where's a good old-fashioned podcast to talk about Survivor? I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And Tom Henry's our guest. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about Survivor Game Changers. That's right. We're here uh, with uh, fan favorite guest, uh, fan favorite game changer guest, uh, Tom Henry. Wow. To, to uh, um, discuss season 34 of uh, the TV show Survivor. Um, uh, so welcome to the show, Tom Henry. Would you say I was being brought back on a favorite season, like uh, much like my friend Shep? Yeah, you're you were the fans and you're the favorite. I, I, it's honestly almost insulting to call you a game changer because of what Survivor um, uh, tends to think what a game changer is. To look, looking at all the people they cast in that season, um, I, I don't want to insult you, so I should just call you a favorite. Yeah, it is a bit of a thin definition. I I do want to uh, jump right into your thoughts on that cast. So when you were thinking, because you're watching it all the way through, if if you're a new listener, you might not know that, but Tom's been watching it all the way through throughout this pandemic. Uh, So you're fresh on every one of these people, right? So when you see the cast for Game Changers, was was this the group of people you imagined? No, but (laughs) I feel like there's been a few of these where they bring people back and you're like, you can't understand the thinking in their heads why that person would come back. <laughs> like there's that one, I can't remember which one, but there's a one where they bring back, remember the girl who gets voted out first twice? Oh yeah, Francesca. Francesca, you're like, why would they bring her back? Yeah, and it's just so she can get voted out uh, first twice. I mean, that's, that's the magic of that casting. <laughs> they succeeded. I think they lucked out as well with Second Chances uh, casting uh, Kelly Wentworth. Um, she was somebody that didn't pop as well in her first season, but then was uh, did super well in her second season. So maybe they, that's what they were trying to do with casting Haley Ford. I don't know. That's the most confusing thing to me is Haley, who is one of the most boring Survivor characters well, in I- in my opinion. To be fair, uh, in like Kagayan though, Sarah Lucina doesn't really pop that much. And in this season, like amazing. She's one of my favorite winners. Yeah, she's really good in this season. Unfortunately, she doesn't get the best edit, especially in the pre-merge. And um, I, I actually, guys, I took notes. Um, wow. uh, yes. And one of the things that was I wrote the most notes, notes about was Final Tribal Council. Because everybody was being so mean to Sarah and it was pissing me off. I'd like to just go back for a second and say that I actually like Haley. Really? Yes. What actually, do you like about Haley? I like the way she talks. <laughs> mm. she okay. Has, she has an interesting way of talking. I think she's a bit Southern or something. I think and, so. Um, you famously love her original season. Uh, um, uh, you 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 shout out to oh, yeah. the no, shout out to the no collar tribe. Uh, season thirty, right? Yeah, I love that season, and uh, <laughs> I think she was pretty fun in that too. Anyway, I don't have a lot to say about her, but I I don't think she's. If I were gonna pick on somebody from on the casting from this, I would say 
um, Sierra from that season, not the good Sierra, the boring. No, I know. Sierra. I agree with you. Sierra Don Thomas is uh, such a annoying person on Survivor. I just, and especially when she's running the game briefly, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Why is well, Sierra Don Thomas running a returner season on Survivor? You can tell that she took it to heart and was like, they're calling me a game changer. I need to be a game changer. So she just put everything she had into that. That that's, unfortunately wasn't enough. Yeah, that's uh, another note that I made is that like the, the term game changer went to a lot of these people's heads. Oh, imagine if Rupert was in this, though. He, he'd be flying high. Well, yeah, because he, in Heroes versus Villains, he's always calling himself a hero and talking right? about what it means to be a hero. We don't need any more Rupert, guys. <laughs> Yeah, you're right about that. If you want more Rupert, you can watch uh, The Amazing Race. Oh, did he go on it? He did with with his wife, Laura Bonham. Well, she's she's just great TV. And <laughs> who you know who else was on that season was uh, Brett from Millennials versus Gen X. I like Brett. Brett. He's the uh, cop that yeah, comes the... out of the closet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett's cool. So. Um, yeah, I I want to go through this cast here and um, have you, Tom, uh, say whether you think that they're a game changer and deserve to be on the show. All right. I love it. So, but I do want to say this. Yeah. The definition of game changer is very, uh, there's, there's two ways you could go with it. And at times, even Jeff and even the players are calling it different things. So is a game changer somebody who changes the game of Survivor at whole, similar to a Russell Hance or a Tony Velasquez, or, or, or someone or, that just gets really injured and sick and has to leave before he dies. Exactly. <laughs> or is a game changer somebody who changes the um, course of a particular uh, game of Survivor, a particular uh, season of Survivor? They they go back and forth on the things like is some like is a big game-changing move, like Cass in Kageon. That's a game-changing move. So she's a game-changer in that season, but that doesn't change the game because so many people have flipped the merge. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with just them doing anything, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, we'll get to Caleb, I guess. But Caleb did change the game in a way because he now they give them a lot more water and sunscreen after that moment. <laughs> That's true. That's a big one. So we'll go through here. This is going to be in order, I guess, of voted out because that's the list that I'm hearing here. Uh, so uh, Sierra Easton, she voted out her mom. She voted out her mom. Yeah, I mean, I think she she's she counts. She's uh she's wily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she went to rocks. Not a lot of nobody had gone to rocks since season four. Yeah. I think for game changer, I mean, we just went through the definitions. I think you just want somebody willing to make big moves and, uh, you know, go for it. And mm -hmm. she, she would fit there. Definitely. All right. So first check mark. Uh, and then Tony. I think he is. I mean, sorry, I, I'm, I know this was for Tom, but he is the game changer. Well, Joel, we don't need to hear about you and Tony. I need Tom's opinion on Tony. It's a yeah, I can't even get my head around Joel's Tony love. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. yeah, he can be there. He's fun. <laughs> I like how he was burying himself in the dirt. This one, so that was good. He's he, in the in the premiere episode that he's in. He's so good in it. 
he's so funny so entertaining i uh, yeah just i i love him he's he might be favorite. survivor's most stressful player <laughs> like just watching him you're like yeah it's fun that tony's here but i feel uncomfortable he's like you know the uncut gems of i agree exactly and i love that movie (laughs) Um, i thought it was overrated (laughs) there you go there you go (laughs) and uh then we got caleb caleb yeah i mean clearly they wanted to just do him a solid i guess yeah you almost died on our show come on back do you uh did you know uh caleb like because he he was a big brother contestant he was um like a pretty like big big brother contestant that's kind of why, boy. i think that's why they uh wanted him back on yeah i haven't watched any of big brother yeah but, but is that like is big brother also on cbs i believe so yeah but the thing is is like if you're gonna bring back a actual game changer who is on Big Brother, who was also on Survivor, bring back fucking Hayden Moss. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hayden was good too. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that they wanted to see what Caleb could do. I think he proved enough. I guess on Big Brother that they were like, I think that he could do something. And like you said, Joel, he got more sunscreen for everyone in future seasons. That's the game changer. Yeah, that's that's how he's a game changer. So maybe he's a Big Brother game changer yeah um isn't isn't he just like a challenge beast on big brother though like that's his thing like he just wins a lot of challenges um it's been a long i remember seeing it when i was young live i haven't watched big brother since so i don't know if he's been back or anything like that but it's just been a long time since i will say this guys and tom you and i were talking about this with season 35 is i think a big problem with the casting on game changers which is the problem with the casting on a lot of seasons is they were casting bikini bods over game changers it should be survivor bikini bods for the most part and i think caleb is the the fact that they brought back caleb shows me that they just wanted some eye candy for the ladies hayden would have been the same thing well at least hayden's a game changer all right you're not a game changer (laughs) it does feel like they uh, they learned their lesson for a chunk of seasons and cast interesting people and then the the hot people are like this sparkling uh gem that they can't take their eyes off of and eventually there's going to be a hot person season that's pretty boring like this one i'm on right now right 35 but i didn't find that so much with 34 i mean i guess there were attractive people but the fact that they were returners makes it always interesting as we get our little our lore going you know mm-hmm. yeah i i think this season had a good like mix of people in it in game changers i th- i think they were kind of all over more so well i don't know i i like i said i think kaylee ford and caleb are total duds and that's, and stuff like that is the reason i go like who and sierra don and i'm like why did they cast these people and like i can't think of it at any anything other than cynically but and they, then, don't you think they put Caleb on because he almost died on their show and they just thought it would be the yes. nice the, probably like, when they were taking him away on the chopper they were like you can come back don't worry buddy there's probably a lot of politics going on but also it's like 
Caleb is is like a very hot and sexy man. And we, and I, I don't think that's why he was brought back. I don't think he was brought back because he's the hot, sexy man. Hot, sexy men are dime a dozen, man. <laughs> that's true. Well, the next one is uh, Malcolm, which I think ticks the box too for them. There, oh. there you go. Malcolm is a good looking game changer. And and um, okay, so Tom, you what do you think of Malcolm? And then I'll go on my rant. I'm always annoyed to see Malcolm. Interesting. Okay. Really? Did you not like uh, Philippines, the his first season? I'm so blurry with them all now. That's the one where Denise wins, and they're on the bottom like the whole time. I remember it being a a fun season. I just don't like him. There's like a certain type of player, right? That starts kind of with Ozzy, mm-hmm. and then Malcolm and Joe, mm-hmm. uh, right. Ponytail Joe. And there's people in between that they were trying to cast to be the Aussie and the Malcolm that didn't end up happening, like Grant and people like that. Yeah. Oh, Matt Elrod. And I'm just not into that that type of guy. Are you into, uh, because Joel was saying that you like the uh, blue collar, white collar, no collar. What about the guy that was so upset and sad because he wanted to be the Aussie of the season, but Joe was in it? Oh. Are you into that guy? Vince, the uh, the coconut vendor. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was never gonna be that, no matter who was there. Yeah, that guy thinks thinks something of himself that he's definitely not. It, it just he, had to it be. Looks like he gives a great hug. That guy. <laughs> it had to be so soul crushing for him though, because you could tell with everything he just wanted to be that person, and then there was someone like Joe that's just the person to be that. Yeah, and the, the they got just the most magnificent shots of that guy leering at Joe as he was being admired. <laughs> that's that my is, favorite part about that sh- They they should have brought that guy back instead of Caleb. Just to sort of brood in the corner while everyone else is doing well. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if that guy was back and they brought Joe and they had Joe, Malcolm, and Ozzy, and those guys are all just being majestic and that guy's sad in the background the whole time? Well, for some background, Joe was asked to come back for game changes and he said no. <laughs> but he does come back later. But I will say about Malcolm, I think he's the best Ozzy archetype because of his idol work and the seasons that he was in before. I think he hit the way he changed the game is he was sort of the first person to be like, Hey, I have an idol at tribal council. He did that in Philippines and that, and, and then Tony basically evolved on that move. And, but he even does it in, in twice in uh, fans versus favorites as well. Like the, the, the idol theatrics he does in tribal council is a game-changing move possibly the worst thing about malcolm is in fans versus favorites when he teams up with those two bros the dummies yeah the three amigos they called themselves and this guy oh, fuck, what was that guy's name um, eddie no the other, the other one reynolds reynolds if you're working with reynolds i i lose respect for you <laughs> well it, it's it's he was he was trying to make his own little black widow brigade yeah, this is a Reynolds free zone over here. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm not a big Reynolds fan, don't worry. Um, uh, I will say about Malcolm, too, is this is my big problem with this season. Um, uh, famously, I, I'm a curmudgeon about game changers, and I'm not a curmudgeon about very many seasons. I like most seasons. Um, 
but my big reason for not liking this season is like all the quote unquote game changers, in my opinion, go out in the pre-merge and, and they're, but not only are they out in the pre-merge, but they're the big stories being told in the pre-merge. So by the time we get to the merge, I feel like I don't know anybody. Like I knew all the people that are on the pre-merge trip right now, like Sandra and Malcolm is Malcolm gets so many confessionals and he's only in for four episodes and Tony. Um, yeah, it's like, they're all getting these storylines that are, that are up in the air. And I'm like, what the hell, you know, like, like Malcolm and, and Brad's relationship or, or JT as well. JT and Brad's relationship is told through JT's eyes, you know, and that should be told for, through Brad's eyes because Brad goes the distance. I don't know. I'm yeah. Well, I, I, will, I will say this just from watching so much of this show um, so quickly, I'm very at peace with a sort of a, a weak definition of their themes, which I, <laughs> I feel like has been the thing all along. Like the original all-stars cast is not really all-stars, mm -hmm. some of them. Mm -hmm. And then anytime it's fans versus favorites, it's like a couple favorites. And then uh, that girl we talked about before, what was her name? <laughs> Francesca. 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 Like she's a favorite. Of someone who? someone uh, hacked the vote on that one. <laughs> well, that, that I, I would love to see who the favorites were on that. If somebody has a computer, but um, on that season. Yeah, I mean, not to go too far off, but when you see those people get off the helicopter or whatever, it's the funniest collection of people you might call favorites. <laughs> it's true. Even like Philip Shepard, who I love, is a complete freak. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you see all these fans like react to these freaks coming off this helicopter like, oh, wow, it's Francesca, wow. And Brandon Hance too is such a weird yeah, one. Yeah, Brandon to be Hance favorite. is not a favorite of anybody. I, Cochran's first season too. I don't know why he would be like a favorite of anyone. Yeah. After this season, yeah, sure. But well, you know, well, you I, know uh, that the 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 playing field is a bit loose when Cochran is your like your strategic um, game changer. You know, like he's like he's leading the game. Um, and in the, his original season, he's not very good. But I mean, obviously, he got better in between. But he basically runs that game once Malcolm's gone. Yeah. So I kind of take a, with a grain of salt the whole the whole title of the season, which it seems like Joel, you'll, you're taking the game changers title very seriously. Well, it's not even. I, I'm holding it to a higher um, standard because it's an all star season. And they have such a huge pool at this point to um, uh, get good players. And by the time we get to the merge, there's not very many exciting players to me left in the merge. Like I, I like I, Zeke. I like I Zeke. Disagree. I like Sari. I, I mean, and Sarah, Sarah, you don't know by the time you get to the merge. Um, so it's like. It, there's not but much Sarah going on picks up once the merge happens but i disagree even so completely. the 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 I her edit doesn't really show her moves until we start getting to the sierra don thomas one she's leading so many more votes than we see i'm pretty sure i'm in it 
at the merge. I, a lot of my uh, favorites going into that season were still in there. I I like uh, Millennials versus Gen X a lot, and I like Zeke. I like Michaela a lot. I like uh, I like Sari a lot. Um, I I love. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Ozzy, but I'm glad he was there, I guess. You know, when I was watching Ozzy in this season, I just, I couldn't stop thinking, wow, I would love to see this guy jack off. <laughs> well, Joel, do I have the thing for you? Our new advertiser, OnlyFans with Ozzy. Basically, uh, we should be getting money from Ozzy at this point. The amount of times we've talked about that. I, I've watched, I watched his Playboy show, so I've seen him have sex. <laughs> I mean, I uh, unfortunately he uh, sends DMs on that thing all the time, and now asking for me to resubscribe. Uh, right. I'll, I'll go on and check every once in a while, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> the thing that was getting because at first with his OnlyFans, uh, you would have it, so he would put like all tame pictures, and you had to pay for the other ones, right? And I was okay with that. But now, like, towards the end, when my subscription was running out, it was, he was no longer putting tame ones as the free ones. And that's where I had to uh, tap out because I, I, was, <laughs> I don't need to see that much of Ozzy. Well, let's not forget that you're the one who signed up for his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, Tom, I kind of forced him to do it. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> okay. But you I kind of sign up for someone's OnlyFans and then get mad at them when you see them. <laughs> something weird. Well, I mean, you were near the one day that we were uh, talking about him sending me a message about going down to the beach and jerking off on the rocks. Yeah, that, that was uh, that that flabbergasted me. I couldn't believe that happened. But do you guys feel overall the story of Ozzy is a sad one? Um, or, or... I know. I, 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 I mean, I don't think sex work is shameful or, or, or depressing no. or anything. So, like, good for him for doing that. But I think his survivor career is certainly uh, one that if you really kind of squint at, you're like, wow, this is pretty bad. And maybe he, it seems like he kind of only feels uh, happy when he's on Survivor. Mm, yeah, and, I, I agree. And he's not very good at it. <laughs> no, he's not very good at it and doesn't under understand the game. The thing right. is, though, like he, if he... It's like every time he's like, but I got the fish, guys. Yeah. <laughs> good luck without the fish. <laughs> I, I think that if Ozzy would have never came back after doing his first season, because his first season was a big showing, right? He won all the challenges. He made it to the finals. He lost by like, one vote, didn't he? If, yeah. Again, he, against a, like one of the best a winners really of good all time. player right yeah. and Ozzy wasn't any he wasn't bad in that season at all so if he would have ended on that season and never came back like Yule did then he would be by Survivor fans I think uh, being the great player that's never come back that we want back right mm -hmm. but because he's come back so many times and he seemingly gets worse and worse at this game and the more he plays it, the less he understands it. I will say his worst look is in uh, South Pacific, though. Like, that's when he's the biggest dick. Mm -hmm. And maybe second to biggest dick Oz. Well, biggest dick Ozzy, I mean, is on his OnlyFans. No, but, <laughs> I mean, biggest asshole uh, Ozzy uh, 
maybe I'll sell his OnlyFans, but uh, I haven't. Seen but uh, biggest jerk. Um, also, on it, damn it, I'm trying. Oh my god, I can't, I can't get get the Freudian off my mind. Okay, so Ozzy being mean, he's also really mean on uh, fans versus favorites. The first one, you don't see him be very, very mean on game changers. So it's not like a terrible look on Ozzy. I mean, this is like, you know grasping at straws for him i'm trying to say something nice about the guy but he's not being too too mean anymore yeah i mean he's he's probably been humbled with his 34 year old um haggard (laughs) new look yeah the the one the i think the his worst look comes when he's on it's similar to the the phenomenon that he does a lot that you're talking about tom is when they're they're hugging the the poles for the uh the challenge and he says well if i if i win i'll go back to the camp and i'll i'll catch a bunch of fish for everybody if i lose i guess we're going hungry tonight i'm like wow what a fucking dick move (laughs) uh (laughs) So to uh, move move forward with this cast here, because we're... wait, wait, I want to say one more thing about Ozzy, mm-hmm. and it could have been anything, and who knows? But this new scar he shows up with, where's his scar? I was thinking his it... lip. It's yeah, like a was... major scar, and to mm-hmm. go along with the fact that he's looking like puffy and his hair's moving back a little bit, um, it just looks like. And this is why I say I just picture him running around los angeles and it's there's something bad going on in his life mm. um and i'm not attributing attributing that to to sex work but uh maybe with him i am <laughs> well i think he he did own a restaurant at, at a certain point so maybe he was like chopping a carrot or something and he knifed his lip yeah that's oh, probably yeah. what happened maybe, <laughs> maybe he got a fish hook stuck in there yeah maybe yeah maybe he was fishing but by the end, by the time he gets voted off, he's looking great again, like old Ozzy, which is what a few right. days starvation can do to you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, contestants that get worse as they go into Survivor, the next person is JT. <laughs> oh, should we? Uh, sorry, before we get to JT, I guess we can talk about JT in this because uh, a lot of... Joel, just to let you know, we haven't actually gotten to Ozzy yet. So if you're going to bring up more Ozzy. No, 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 no. I'm going back to Malcolm, actually. Um, (laughs) Because Malcolm goes out in that double tribal council. Yeah. And uh, that's a twist in the game. It's a controversial twist in the game, Tom. A lot of people got mad about that. Even Malcolm has spoken about how he was sort of pissed that he went out um, because of a, uh, a twist. Um. And he's such a big character. And, you know, I think if Malcolm was still in the game, he might have even made it to the end, given the, the, the caliber of dumbasses that were in the game at that point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you think of the double tribal council? Remind me what happened. They just both tribes had to vote. Yeah, both they sent both tribes. And then JT goes over and tells Brad they're voting for Sierra. Oh, that one, yeah. And Ty plays his idol for, for Pretty Lady. And um, uh, and then Malcolm goes home. And JT's pissed because that's the one person on his new tribe that he likes. 
I actually thought that was great. It was exciting. It, it is fun. It's a fun moment of TV, but it- Everybody it, huddling together and all those different huddles. And, uh, mm-hmm. the, but the, I, I will say the strategy of that thing, I, they might've been rushed to tribal, but there's not a lot of interesting strategy going on other than the, the standing up and whispering and all that shit. That's what it gets interesting for me. What do you, oh, what do you think of the, the whispering at tribal council, Tom? I love it. Yeah. I love whispering. I love uh, straight up talking. Do you, well, what about yelling I, in tribal council? Yelling's great too. I will say, I mean, no spoilers because uh, Tom, you, you haven't finished the series yet, but yeah. whispering does um, become annoying eventually. Wouldn't you say, oh, really? Cody? I don't know about that. It becomes too much of a thing. I think so. I I like it. It builds the suspense, right? Because they're playing the music and they're you know like, what are they whispering about? What are they talking about? And that's but that's the point play. that I, I don't love. They need to mic them up better because at a certain point you're like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? And Jeff's, um, going, and Jeff's going, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when the when it first happens, Jeff is like bending over, being like, what is going on? But that like the thing is, is like you can't convey what's going on and like a first few times it's novel it's like oh what is going on it's all up in the air but at a certain point you want to know what's going on you know what i mean yeah you want to know what the strategy is um like when michaela goes home later on in the season if that happens from whispering and because of the steal of vote with siri and sarah cool moment of the show but also i don't there was no conversations about michaela before that so i don't know how they landed on michaela yeah I, I remember having that feeling too. All right, JT. JT. JT, uh, actually, I think he's sort of like the opposite end of the Aussie. Like his age and his weight that he's put on, I, I think really look good on him. And I, and I really like this older version of JT. He's, he's, he's charming even when he's being such a stupid boy, you know, like he's, he's being so dumb, but I'm like, oh, JT, I just want to pat him on the head, you know? He is dumb. I, how did he ever win that one season? <laughs> I think he's he against just, coach. <laughs> yeah, he, and he had uh, Steven to sort of tell JT to run things by J, uh, um, Steven and Steven be like, nope, don't do that. Yeah, and then he just kind of charmed his way through, I guess. Yeah, he's a likable guy. I think that was, uh, and I don't think Survivor was voting based off of strategy necessarily every time yeah. then. But he does something dumb again in this one, right? He does a couple things that are dumb. Um, he, first of all, tells Brad about Sierra. Um, yeah. And second of all, he has an idol and he leaves it at home instead of bringing it to tribal. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, and there's the whole thing with Michaela and the sugar, which um, I know people like this moment. I think it's it's it looks very it's funny on Sandra's part when she's like looking at the camera and being like, "Whoa, I just ate all the sugar," and uh, um, and he and kind of frames Michaela for it, so JT will get mad at her. But something I hate in this part of it and maybe oh, i know a lot of people like it i know it's gift to death but it doesn't belong on survivor <laughs> look at me but uh um michaela sipping her tea 
while JT gets voted out is so frustrating a moment to me because it has nothing to do with strategy. It's all just a TV moment. Michaela playing it for the cameras. Um, and I'm, I'm just like, oh, God. it has to do with just Michaela's uh, feeling because JT was confident that Michaela was going out. Right. That was the thing. Yeah. But the sipping of the tea, it's like, this is like your big sort of get off my lawn moment, I guess. I guess it is. Yeah. Do I, I sound kind of curmudgeonly here. Don't I? I mean, it is the TV show, Joel. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm a I big know. Michaela fan too. But what did Michaela stand? Yeah, I like Michaela in, in Millennials versus Gen X. I think she's really boring in this season when she's not playing it up for the cameras. We, I like Michaela when uh, she had a message on this podcast oh my and gosh. asked you a question. What uh, happened? Tom, so, Tom, um, right before we, we, we did a trivia episode, and right before uh, we got on mic, uh, I was talking shit about Michaela. And then we, we went on mic and we did the episode and, and Cody was like, so I have some survivor cameos to uh, ask you questions. And, the, and one of them was with Michaela. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't talk shit about her on mic. I had all of these great surprises lined up and I thought Michaela was pretty exciting because I love <laughs> Michaela. Joel uh, apparently wasn't very excited about it. And so did you, you paid for these on cameo? Yeah, I, uh, I paid for uh, four, four cameos. Or no, three, because one of them uh, didn't get in on time. I was looking at Coach's cameo the other day. It's pretty pricey. Yeah. Well, he I plays went... the trumpet for people, I'm pretty sure. Like, right. in his cameos. I went the cheaper route. I, I went for... Some cheaper ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, cheaper ones that are good. You know, we had uh, uh, Todd Herzog, uh, Michaela, and uh, someone you haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Michaela, great. Uh, we're not at her yet. But she talked uh, about the sipping of the tea. That was the whole, the, the question was, who was I voted out when I sipped my tea? Yeah. And I, I was like, controversially, I hate that moment. So, I mean, I, he, so you never uh, could forget it. Yeah, exactly. And she, and she helped you win. You won with that question. Mm -hmm. It's true. <laughs> So I mean, I, yeah, I'm uh, I I'm here for the moment. Do I you like, like the moments. Do you I like, like the sipping of the tea, Tom? Yeah, I do. I do. I I remember laughing at it. it yeah, I guess it's funny. I guess. Sorry, I'm being a jerk. You're right. I, I'm. Uh, hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's what's it, great about the show. I just I find this season to be one where there's a lot of people playing it up for the cameras in a way that I find that so many of my favorite Survivor moments come naturally. Right. You don't think Tony always plays it up for the cameras? That's your favorite I think, player. I, hon I honestly think he's just like that. I, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> he is so good when he yells, I'm gonna go look for an idol and then starts howling into the woods. <laughs> But I mean, we're not at Tony yet. I realize, but oh, we've already no, we've already talked about Tony. We we oh, zoomed we? by him, yeah. Yeah. So I would say the way he did that and the way he played this season in general was not very skillful. It was bad. Yeah, he did a he did a bad job. <laughs> okay. 
So you you don't rank him as a great player necessarily, but you love him as a man. Um, his, his I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to spoil the future seasons for you, Tom. But there uh, isn't, but there is another big um, All Star seasons coming up where a lot of people and game changers come back, and it makes game changers better for me because of the storylines that are set up in game changers that are completed in that season. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Um, so with the people what's that the, are in game changers, that are, pardon me. What season is that? Uh, season 40. Oh, okay. I knew that. Yeah. Winners, yeah. winners at war, winners at war. And uh, so the winners that uh, actually JT doesn't come back, but Sarah, Sarah, Sandra, and uh, um, Tony all come back, and it, it's 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 a great storyline through the season. Is like the the shadow of game changers looms large over that season. Great, love it. And I'm like I said, huge game changers fan. I and Joel, you're talking about hating the season. I don't hate it. I honestly, I'm sorry, I'm being so negative. There are things I like about it, but at, as a whole. There's not enough. I think it's it's really the. Uh, there's so many of my like my me getting being curmudgeonly on my old man porch and being like, oh, that's not how I like my Survivor. You know, it's 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 yeah. a me thing. I know. I'm sorry that I don't uh, that I'm I'm being the loudest one right now. I want I you guys to talk about what you like. I don't think you should apologize. I think that's it's an interesting take, as the kids say. <laughs> I, I think you should apologize because I can get it if you're like this game changers isn't my favorite but it is one of mine and I just can't even imagine you just not liking it <laughs> like I said I, I took notes all right well I mean I would say that game changers I liked a lot more than um your favorite season Kagai on <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna take off all my clothes and run outside <laughs> so i told joel this when we were reviewing kai gaian um a year probably a year ago maybe more yeah, and joel got so mad when i said game changers i preferred over kai gaian that he took off all of his clothes and ran out of my house and we just saw him in the window running back and forth in his underwear wow where do you live um like uh east end okay i i will say tom he lives and it, it's a it's the entrance oh. to his apartment is the back entrance of a house so i was just running in an alley i wasn't running kids. on a populated street there, there were no kids playing. there were no kids, kids playing, playing basketball it was, it was very cold outside nobody was outside okay i mean the east end is very family oriented yeah we i live in a residential neighborhood there's a lot of families around I think we should call the police. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's what I'm <laughs> a saying. year and a half ago, this man. <laughs> let's let's uh, move on to a two-time winner, Sandra. The queen. The queen. She's really great in Game Changers. She's my favorite part of Game Changers. She's great in Game Changers. She's great in every episode I've ever seen her. She might be my all-time favorite. She's one Whoa, of mine. Really? She's one of mine, too. Mm-hmm. I just, I just love her. I can't get enough of her. She was definitely a person that needed to be in a season called Game Changers. Oh, yeah. I agree. Well, actually, let me go back on that. Didn't she win both times by being just kind of like, she's the ultimate sort of cruiser, right? But that yeah. even that it itself is a game-changing move. 
Well, you you would you would like to say so, but then every time somebody cruises in the game, usually they get punished. They get punished. They don't get a single vote. I mean, maybe that's game changing that she managed to win as a clue. That's uh, yeah. That's that's sort of what my my uh, my thesis is: is that Sandra wins despite um, being up against the two biggest players in the game, Russell and and Parvati, and that says something about Sandra. Oh, I thought you were going to say Russell and uh, Lil. Yeah, <laughs> Lil is talking about a game changer. I I mean, every time I mention Lil, it just makes me so angry. Talk about a thing that just uh, I am <laughs> irrational about, but my anger towards Lil and her being one of my least favorite players is ju- just due to her wearing a scout outfit and losing that hook. Yeah, Won't I think happen. I think getting Crying. to the end, I think getting to the end in a scout outfit as a complete freak um, is game changing. <laughs> except, except she got voted out. Yeah, well, don't get me started on that. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on that other guy who got voted out, Burton. Oh, oh my face. Yeah, that's one of... Uh, right, you hate Bur- I think we've talked about this on the uh, panel I, episode. Yeah, you I don't actually Burton. like Burton. But I think he's really funny just because he's... I think it's really funny to uh, say that you love people like Burton or Albert because they're just so plain and nothing characters in the show. I didn't know you said that you loved Albert. Who's, oh, is yeah. Albert the dating coach? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Albert truly sucks too. <laughs> him and him and Burton go hand in hand for me. <laughs> yeah, they should have a whole season of just dud guys like that. <laughs> See if anyone pops. Survivor duds. <laughs> um, the next and, person and this season Sierra could be there. That's that's true. true. Uh, the next person we have is uh, Jeff Varner, which uh, Joel was telling me a little bit about how he disappointed you in this season and how he was a big favorite of yours. Yeah, I did really like Varner. I, I, I had like a, I guess I was nostalgic for him because you have those early season guys mm-hmm. or gals. He's one of the more exciting people in those early seasons. You think he's, uh, yeah, he's, a, he's one of the more strategic players of the first few seasons. Obviously, he has his big moment in this one, but um, that sours everyone. But uh, he's not—he's not not interesting in this season. No, he's—he's he's got his green shirt and purple tie, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I didn't know why he was in the game changer season. I was happy to see him. I wouldn't call him a game changer at all. He was playing with like, when he got to second chances, he was playing like a chicken with his head cut off. Right. Like, and that's why they wanted to bring him back. It's because he was really shaking up the game in the early days. Yeah. Well, he certainly changed the game again, didn't he? God, it's such a, I I mean, this is another reason I don't like this season is because uh, that moment, I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the, for, it's possibly the first time where I didn't want to see like something big that was happening. Mm-hmm. Usually the big dramas, I'm really into them, as you know, right. with my Shepherd Hans um, fight <laughs> love. Yeah, you do love that. Yeah. But this one is like really hard to watch. It was hard to watch a guy just like melt as he realizes what a stupid thing he just did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to say something nice, at least it, it, 
but but no, I mean, I, you know what? I'm not going to say something nice. I'm going to pull a Sarah Lucina here. Um, he, as he's realizing what he's done and and apologizing for it, he also is double down, doubling down on it at the same time. He keeps bringing up the deception thing. I'm I was trying to bring up a deception. I was like he gets that he, what he did was wrong, but he doesn't get why well, he should shut up. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure it's that he doesn't get it. It's that he's like furiously trying to dig himself out of a hole yeah. that he can't dig mm -hmm. himself out of. Um, but I actually think, I was wondering about this. Symbolically, um, it makes sense that they just didn't do the vote and just tossed him off, right? But as far as the sort of rigor of the game goes, do you think that was the right thing to do? Maybe they should have voted. I think I think unprecedented times called for unprecedented measures. I but think. what if, say, Zeke had uh, in in his plans uh, needed Jeff Varner's vote? Well, I think that Zeke could have uh, like if someone didn't because Jeff said, "I think we all know what we're doing here" or something like that, right? Like he left it up, and everyone agreed, right? Because if but someone was like, actually. I have a different plan. And then they like stood up and like whispered in everyone's ear or something. But if like there that. was some blind side in the works, then that would have ruined that. And you could have ruined somebody's whole game just by, you know, jumping the gun on this, wanting to kick this guy out. I think they all come together, you know, and all the, all everyone stands up for Zeke. I think it would be in, insane if Zeke was like, you know what? Thanks for standing up for me, Sarah, but we're all going to turn and blindside you. <laughs> well, I think that would be a, possibly an admirable move. Um, the game never stops. That's one, true. one thing that I think Jeff handles it really well, he says he, he seems pissed at, um, uh, at Varner, vice, uh, uh, um, understandably so. And um, so, but one thing on the finale, the live reunion he keeps bringing it up he's like everybody's talking about the big move the big moment of the season we're going to talk about when zeke was out of his transgender and he keeps saying it i'm like jeff calm down and they keep cutting to zeke looking uncomfortable it's like just yeah chill. i would hope i would hope and assume that they like went through that with zeke beforehand mm -hmm. and like figured out how they were going to deal with that i would hope yeah the best hope. well not the best the worst is in the reunion when they finally get to Varner, he like says sorry or whatever, but then plugs not only his new real estate job, because mm -hmm. he got fired from his last one. Cowardly so at that. But after the next <laughs> commercial break, he finds a way to plug his new book about shame. I was, <laughs> I, my job, I've never watched the Game Changers reunion before. Or, or if I did, it was a long time ago. And I did not remember him plugging his book and I was flabbergasted by that. I was Pretty like, amazing. you asshole. <laughs> yeah, I think that solidified uh, him never coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think imagine they brilliant. brought him back. That would be insane. Yeah, I, I don't see it. <laughs> I mean, they did bring Je John Rocker onto Survivor after his uh, New Yorker article or whatever. New York Post article. Chance at redemption. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and okay. he did not uh, he, he did not, not capitalize on the redemption. It's 
it's such a it's it's a powerful moment though when they all do stand up for Zeke. I will say that that's the redeeming moment of it, and I think a lot of people talk about it being a powerful moment because Ty and Ozzy and Andrea and Debbie and and Sarah all come to Zeke's defense like no questions asked, mm-hmm. and and Jeff Probst as well. So it's like that's the most powerful. Uh, it's 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 the most memorable moment of the season and it's also the worst but it's also a very powerful moment I will also say not to give too much uh, credence to the perpetrator but I was glad when Ty sort of like gave him some compassion as well because mm-hmm. clearly in that moment you could tell that this guy just kind of fucked his whole life yeah not not to make uh, Varner the victim here but no and yeah it, it uh, it, it sort of teeters on that at, at points and that's when I'd be like no like th- that's why I'm glad Lucina is there to be like no I don't forgive him like even when Zeke and, and Ty are kind of trying like giving uh Varner some but I like that Ozzy and Sarah aren't letting him off the hook yeah but she's also giving herself a bit too much credit for uh being a conservative who's okay with this yeah <laughs> like that's becomes her storyline like and uh, my family's actually okay with me being uh, a yeah. person. It's weird. Like Sarah, at a certain point in her Twitter time, was really into Trump. Oh yeah, and, I'm not surprised. And so she's a cop from Michigan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when I say that Sarah is one of my favorite winners, I don't mean because of that. I want to make that too clear. late, Cody. Too late. <laughs> We don't know how you love her. But I will say, like, Sarah, like, getting to know Sarah, you do like her. And, like, like the way that everybody during the game thought that, like, thought that she was your best, their best friend and all that stuff. Like, um, but, I mean, it's funny. At the reunion, Ozzy, for whatever reason, talks about, it draws the comparison between the new tribal council form, final tribal council format to, like, he brings it to like, and that's why we need to change our country around. I think it was right after Trump was elected and he, he like made some plea, like, why did we elect Trump? And then you see Sarah look at Sierra Don Thomas when they zoom out because I'm pretty sure both of them are Trump supporters. And so is Sierra Easton. She's also a Trump supporter. No. Mm-hmm. She voted out her mom. She voted out her mom. What about her mom? That's all I care about. Right. Well, I think the apple probably doesn't fall too far. Beautiful, Laura. Um, one of my notes is, not to be too pervy, but um, one of my notes is Sierra Easton looking good as she leaves. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that stuff with you guys, all right? No, yeah. I know. I know. I, 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 I'm not I'm trying not to be too pervy. But don't, uh, don't say you guys. Don't loop me in with that. I only <laughs> talk about Ozzy jerking off. <laughs> I think Ozzy was looking good as he was voted off too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you did say that. Um, okay, okay I so say I did actually remark when um, we see our first two members of the jury, Ozzy and uh, Haley. Haley, who you hate. Um, I said that's probably the two most attractive uh, first two members of a jury I've ever seen. That's a good question. Oh, I want to. I want to go. <laughs> this will be. 
And what are they we're, we're getting too horny on me. And, and what are they getting up to over at the Ponderosa? You know. Yeah, that, I did have that that question. <laughs> well, this segues perfectly because our next person's Haley. We might as well go into Ozzy while we're uh, here because we've involved them in almost every person now. I think Haley is just so boring. And uh, and it's such a boring merge boot. They all just decide, oh yeah, she's a little shifty. And and I think it's because they put they think because she's on game changers, she's maybe more of a strategic threat than she is. But she's and they think that she's holding her clo- her, her cards close. But I think she's just a dumbass. Well, I'm pro Haley. I like her. I like mm-hmm. the way she talks. Right. I like her curly hair. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all I have to say about it. Actually, I think um, in one of her tribal councils, I think probably the one she gets voted out, she seems legitimately angry, which I is sort of rare. She's not really fighting that much, and she seems a bit resigned and angry, which which is uh, was interesting to me. Right. She she does seem like an odd person for this. Actually, everyone that they brought back from Worlds Apart seems odd because Sierra Don Thomas was also a part of that. When yeah. that season was like a one-person show, I feel. Mike. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Joe. or what, what about Rodney? No, everyone... There was so much terrible in that season. But I would Mike have liked to see... I, Rodney's a jerk, um, but... I would have liked to seen Rodney come back other than Haley or Sierra Don. I don't know about that. I, I could care less about seeing Rodney again. Or uh, He really changed the game by begging everyone to give them their rewards. <laughs> yeah. And players expect all the time somebody give, will give him a reward because he's hungry. And, and the birthday storyline as well. I mean, it... it, it you see a lot more birthdays on the show after the Rodney thing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. On to uh, Debbie. Okay. Debbie. I think there's a lot to chew on here because she's a big, she's on the DVD cover of this one. Is she? <laughs> well, I mean, that's just a figure of speech. I don't think there's actually a DVD for this season. Too bad. Yeah. I'd buy it. So um, <laughs> Debbie's yeah, Debbie's like becoming a new all-time freak, which is She's certainly a freak. My favorite category of survivor player. Would you like a uh, survivor freak season? Oh yeah, I've talked to Joel about it in private. <laughs> we have our lists. We have our lists of all freaks. Yeah. Yeah, Shepard and it, it'll be like Shepard is the coach on one and coach is the coach on the other. And then it, yeah, Shane's got to be there too. But uh, um, so Debbie is such a weird person. I put in my notes. She's she reminds me of like a Kristen Wiig character. Mm. Um, just like her her freakouts, but then how she sort of like rationalizes them or like um, get like detaches herself from her freakouts, like the way she laughs at herself after she freaks out or something like that. Like the whole thing with Brad is her like losing her mind or something, but it's always like coming back to her like uh, military background or whatever and all this stuff. And she 
yells at Brad for crushing her heart and then laughs right afterwards. Like, <laughs> and it's just like really scary to watch almost, but it's like also really funny. I like, I like, it's hard. I don't know. What did you guys think of that? I like that one moment in a challenge when Brad says to her, I don't know why you're mad at me. I love you. Yeah. I love that too. I wrote, I wrote that in my notes actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Debbie, it's surprising, honestly, that she hasn't been back yet, even though it hasn't been a lot of time. Like, um, Tom, you're pretty much you're getting caught up on the whole series at this point. You're home stretch. Yeah. Yeah. You're almost there. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Debbie. But I think Debbie got acting roles after this. Really? We got to yeah. cover those on the I, pod. I think she's in soap operas. I think she got put in like Young and oh, the wow. Restless or something like that. Cool. It's, I wonder. <laughs> they find every now and then they find someone who's just on like really seems like they're on a different planet, like doesn't speak the same language. And Shep's one of those and Coach pretty much. <laughs> I, do, I think I think Debbie's one of the people that kind of plays it up for the camera, though. Yeah, but then the way she like her outbursts are really strange. Yeah, she I, I don't I think maybe in a way she does, but she can't control herself. I love when uh, she tells Haley that Brad's head is so far up her ass. He can she can see his eyes budging out of her face, budging out of Haley's face. <laughs> Um, by the way, Joel, there is a DVD of this season. Okay. And there are six people on the cover. Unfortunately, Debbie isn't one of them. Really? Uh, that surprises me because she's basically the main character until she gets voted out. <laughs> there, there's a lot of Debbie in this season. There's the great uh, Cochran see why. moment she, too. What's that? There's the great Cochrane moment where she's given all the tools to win the game now. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cochran's commentary on it. He's like, yeah, Debbie, like, already has her mind made up about everything, so it's hard to tell her anything. <laughs> well, since we're on this, I was wondering what you guys thought of that Cochran moment. It was uh, strange. Yeah, they turned that moment into a whole season, Tom, so. Right, yeah. I've heard. Is this the one everyone hates with the coaches or whatever? Yeah. 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 It sucks. Um, it doesn't suck because of those moments. I think those actually moments are some of the best ones of Islands of the Idols. <laughs> that says a lot. So, uh, but with this one, it, it's weird. But uh, man, oh man, could they not have got a worse person to get that reward? <laughs> yeah, but what if like Sandra went and Cochran was there and Cochran's like, oh, Sandra, I have some advice to give you. It's like, no, I don't I, I think they could have like talked shop, mutual respect, you know, like they play kind of a similar game in a way. So yeah, if right. they were to uh, go together and put their like minds together, I think that uh, maybe Cochrane could fill in some of those uh, blanks because, you know, they could help each other. You're right. I agree. I was wrong. I fucked up and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I concede and I, I, I mean, it would have been, I, I get what you mean. It would have been weird because Sandra's won more than Cochran. Yeah. But they're, they're still different players. 
And it's funny that Debbie keeps talking, keeps doubling down about how uh, horrible it was on Exile. Like even when she plays her extra vote, she's like, I gave up the necessary, the necessities of life so I could have this advantage in the game. You have to. <laughs> Never give up your secrets. But it's like such an unnecessary lie. She well, that's why say, Coach was a game changer for doing that. Right, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Um, we'll go on to, I guess, the next person, which is Zeke. Zeke, like um, Zeke. yeah, Zeke, Zeke's a good player, good strategy. Except, yeah, Zeke is a bit of a game bot, I find. Um, right. The interesting part about Zeke, I think, comes in his first season because you have so many players that are budding heads that are good strategists. And that's kind of what makes, I think, Millennials versus Gen X exciting is that you have, like, Adam, you have uh, David, David, you have Zeke, and you, you have all these Hannah, people. Hannah is... is Hannah, too. Is and uh, even, uh, what's his Brent. face? The, the young guy. Uh, Will? Um, that Will. is, like, oh, the Jay. rival with Jay. Jay. Yeah, he's, he's good, too. I mean, so when you put Zeke in a situation like that, sure. This one, it felt like he was just struggling to get there. I mean, it could have really worked out where there was a lot of like perfect Zeke moments. I think he's good for a season like this because um, you could have like the same situation where everyone's fighting to um, have be in charge, but Zeke just never quite gets there. And Zeke, plays a bit too hard and I think underestimates a lot of people as well. Underestimates the conversations that they're having by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, his relationship with Andrea is super interesting though. I do, I do like that storyline. Um, uh, so, Would but yeah, I, I don't think Zeke in, in the place uh, he was in Millennials versus Gen X and Game Changers, I don't think he can win the game. I think he's too, too upfront with his strategy. I think he's probably telling everybody like he's uh, how much he loves the game and all this stuff. Maybe Anyone in a few years if they bring change. him back. Pardon me. Anyone can come back and change. No, it's true. It's true. But 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 um, I think he's similar to Malcolm, like having been in Philippines and uh, and then coming right like neither of them had very much time at home before they went to their All Star season right after. Right afterwards, like Malcolm goes right to the fans versus favorite Zeke, Zeke and Michaela go right to game changers. Nobody saw Zeke and Michaela. So they're getting to know them just on the island. They never saw them on TV. Well, I was having a similar thought about Sari that she's known as such a um, strategist and, and kind of like a liar. Mm -hmm. um, and she can't win a challenge. So it seems to me it would be impossible for her to make it to the final three. Yeah, at this she point, comes pretty close. She, yeah, at this point though, people are on to her, right? And like she yeah. doesn't have the like assets to play a different style of game. And she's so beloved that nobody wants her anywhere near the final three. Yeah, she. But, she but, I think she would win if she got there. But I, 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 I mean, I guess we'll get we're getting there soon, so we might as well talk about it. I think that after the advantage thing where. Where, where Sari tries to play Sarah's advantage. I think that looks really bad on Sari. So if I think it, I think if Sari was in the final three with Sarah, Sarah would still win. Mm. 
I don't know. Be, it would be tough. I mean, it's definitely a moment that helps Sarah. And I mean, this is this is a show-stopping season. I think like this made Sarah a game changer. I wanted to say, by the way, earlier earlier when we were talking about how likable Sarah was, I never liked her. Really? No. And I found the final three of this season in general very disappointing. Well, I would understand with the other two. <laughs> well, I think, uh, Tom, I had a similar feeling about Sarah. And again, no spoilers. I just, like, she has talked about this season being weird like everybody got so mad at her at final tribal and uh she thought she played a similar game to tony and people weren't and you know it's just like she thinks she has expressed and i agree with her that uh, if she was a guy that people wouldn't have been as hard on her for betraying them uh tom doesn't like tony either no i know but uh <laughs> I, I, I that was that was an example that i quickly transitioned away from but Sarah has talked about how, you know, like her, her edit kind of screwed her in Game Changers. A lot of people didn't like her. And you can tell at the end, she feels a little guilty at the reunion show. But I think she has, she's come around and she's like, even though I'm voting out of this game, it's part of the game. I'm still want to be your friend. I'm sorry for voting. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's shitty that Andrea and some of these people are taking it so personally that she voted them out. But I would Sierra say... I think that's just, isn't that always the balance of the game and, and what jury you get? Some, no, juries true. Really, some juries really don't like being lied to and screwed mm -hmm. over. Some understand that it's the game. So the game's always shifting in that way. So you, you can't just play one type of game and say, well, usually people are fine with the best strategist or game player and however you get there is fine. You have to kind of read the room. I, I would say in this season specifically, too, this is a bunch of people that have pretty full heads when they get in this. They're being told that they're game changers in like a game changing all star season. Right. So they're all mm -hmm. thinking I'm the very best kind of thing. And I don't think they're really thinking about anyone else. So when you're in this game and making it so far and thinking that you are the very best when you get outplayed, it probably hurts more in a season like this. She also still won easily, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess people just wanted to get something off their chest and then vote for her. Yeah. yeah. Which we've seen we've seen uh, before in other seasons. Um, but uh, the next person is a uh, fan favorite game changer, Sierra Don Thomas. Ugh. Skip. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we should talk about the move where she tells Sarah, hey, I have a legacy advantage and I'm going to give it to you when I vote it out. Yeah, that was the true rat move by Sarah. It's a rat move, but I think it's more of a dumb move by Sarah Don Thomas. Yeah. Never, well, never give up your secrets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, Sierra Don Thomas sucks. And uh, why was she on here? Who but knows? Guys, guys, I love when Sarah is pretending she's blindsided by the Sierra Don vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really funny. Don't you think? It's a big, it's a big performance. Yeah. I mean, she maybe plays it a bit too large because uh, Andrea and Sari catch on and they're like, why are you? What's, what's going on? And they got mad at her. Um, but 
because they think she's playing for her jury vote, but it is a, for a lot more, so it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. The other, uh, the next person's Andrea, who was excited to come back. I thought that uh, she uh, kind of deserved a uh, second chance, especially being so overshadowed by Rob in her season. I she's also like she's also in fans versus favorites. Yeah, I always yeah. liked her. I always kind of forget where she came from. I guess you just told me the Rob season. Yeah. I think that's I, why I like you her. forget. You got Shep and uh, Boston Robin that season. You don't need anyone else. Yeah, but I like her. I do like the way she's very, like, always plays like she knows. She, like, I guess you did say she took it personally in the end, but it's it always seems like she's not taking it personally, and she kind of, like, mm -hmm. smiles when she gets blindsided and stuff. Uh, yeah, I like, I like Andrea. She's likable, but also is good for some good TV. I think she's gotten better and better each time i would love to see her come back she could win one and she she works for like people magazine or e magazine or something like that because she does like interviews with celebrities right oh, okay and like and that's how you find out which celebrities are survivor fans it's funny because <laughs> she's on the red carpet and she's like talking to somebody and somebody was like hey i know you're from survivor uh the next person we got is michaela controversial yeah i did love her in her first season and then i felt like she, it wasn't the best look for her this season yeah anytime people are mad at somebody for like not for lying around too much it's kind of it makes you not like that person as much but she's she has some moments i think she's maybe starstruck as well really yeah i i think that maybe she had the complex of not wanting to play too hard because of all the people around her. And then when somebody sort of can't, she can't get over her emotions to just be able to play and it starts working against her. Like people are going to vote her out because she just goes and sulks every time. Yeah. She, she, she's, she's competitive and a bit of a hothead because of that. It's like almost yeah. um, very like jock like. Uh, yeah. yeah she she has more in common with brad than she would want to admit she she gives brad a hard time hard time for being controlling but the one moment where she's on she's in the majority alliance and brad's in the bottom she goes to brad and says hey if you don't want to go out tonight you better catch us some fish oh yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i uh i agree millennials versus gen x was a lot uh better for michaela i i'd still like one of the all-time favorite vote out uh reactions oh mm -hmm. god when she yells okay. jay is that was that you <laughs> and, and jay turns and says yep it was me <laughs> so good and then we have uh suri suri she this goes is, out in an insane way. This um, is her big moment season, though, where she uh, overcomes her fear of challenges. Yeah, that stuff I did not like. <laughs> it was touching. You th you 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 like when she got across the balance beam? When, yeah, when I Jeff. Had, I, think I had a tear in my eye. Jeff mm -hmm. was like, "We it, we won't leave until you get across that beam." I love that. I love when Jeff gets involved in those days. I guess I kind of, I kind of get it, but also, guys, I know I'm being curmudgeon again. 
it wrapped Cerise's story. It doesn't belong in Survivor. Up. Like, I just, like, what is this? It wrapped up her entire story this season, I think. Like, her overall Survivor story of being the woman that got off the couch. And this whole time, she hasn't been able to, like, complete these challenges. Hasn't The challenges have been what haunts her every time. So for this moment to happen completely wrapped up her survivor experience. I don't think she's coming back. I think maybe she said that or something, or I don't know, but they wrapped her whole story well, up in a bow. I think. I think that really her story is not about her challenge performance. I think her story is the inventing the three, two, one vote and, um, uh, doing... Those are moments that make her a game changer. Yeah, but and, and in all, every all season, the strategy she does in 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 the first fans versus favorites. In like, every season, it's... what do they say? The first woman to get off the couch. They say that every season she's. In. That's not the most compelling part of her story for me. Like that's what like they I... go with. Okay, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't love that balance beam moment. I... <laughs> I feel like the one thing that they sort of ignore in the bounce beam moment is that she shouldn't have been playing that challenge to begin with because Michaela was sat out because they were all playing alliances. Mm-hmm. Right. And she basically cost her team that reward. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought it was a nice moment. And I think actually those moments do belong in Survivor. Mm-hmm. Mine. Uh, okay. But I will say the reward challenges were were so boring to me. The, well, th- how was that one boring? That's where Michaela missed the advantage of the cool. bench and cool. Sarah got it. Yeah, that was cool. And it's great that she brings it up at final tribal, but there's a reward that Sari loses where she starts bringing, when they're talking back at camp, they're talking about how um, Sari is equating it to not being able to feed her kids. Yeah. And it's like, this is a big stretch, everybody. Come on, let's stop. I hate when people cry because they don't get a reward. But you know what? They're hungry. They're really mm. hungry. I understand that they're hungry, hungry but their, I don't give a shit. Starting to go. What's yeah. that? And their minds are starting to go. So they all start crying about weird stuff in their life. Exactly. Joel, you're not putting yourself in their But I don't like those mind. moments. I, I always roll my eyes at that kind of shit. Yeah, you're sitting on the couch, rolling your eyes, yeah. eating your chips, watching the show. Hey, you're, you're rolling your eyes because you have your chips and your couch. Mm-hmm. Hey, ice cream sandwiches, okay? <laughs> you could be the first guy to get off the couch. Yeah, maybe. I, uh, most <laughs> I want to. Most uh, reward challenges, I start doing a crossword on my phone. Yeah. Right. Not really into the actual. And most challenges where they're sort of swimming a bunch to get some puzzle pieces, I tune out. Yeah. They've pretty much done away with the reward challenge in a way. It's true. It's true. Yeah. They do apparently still do the reward challenges in the it's last few era. seasons we're talking about, Tom. Yeah. They they do the reward challenge on the island, but they take them out of the edit. I think that's a, a positive move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I've always felt that way about reward challenges, yeah. Yeah. Um, some and, and, like, sometimes they show the reward challenge if it has something to do with the strategy, like who got chosen for like the family visit or who yeah. got chosen for the, you know. Well, the family visit you have to show. Do you like the family visits, Tom? Big fan. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Gonna, you're going to like winners at war. 
But recently that I've noticed they've stopped showing as much of the actual visit and just the sort of hugging reunion, which yeah. I, which I am happy with. I don't want to, I don't need to see them hanging out. Um, Cerise's son, who was on this season, who got chose, he was, Cody, he was supposed to be in season 38. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, season 37. Um, and you know who that took David his- David versus Goliath? Yeah. You know who took his place? Who? Devilish Davy. Devilish Davy. What a good choice. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. I cannot wait for uh, Tom to uh, watch that season. And just keep in mind, Tom, when you watch this first episode, that Devilish Davy on his Instagram put up a drinking game for every time he does a certain thing. And you have to take a shot during that. And this guy's barely shown in the first episode. It was a disaster. <laughs> but you know Devilish Davies story. Sorry, Tom, we're talking about things you don't know. Okay, I actually, I have to pee. Do you guys want to just talk about Devilish Davy for a minute? Sure, yeah. sure. All right. Um, so Davy was, was not supposed to be on the show and he was like sulking at home and being like, wow, I didn't get on Survivor. And then he gets a call and he answers it. And they're like, hey, can you come out? <laughs> and then he's, they're like, he's like, where? They're like, to Fiji. So he gets on a plane. He like interviews a bit with some people and then goes right onto the show. Wow. Yeah. That's a hero story for Devil or Baby. Yeah, he should come back. Yeah. I mean, everyone, honestly, it should be the first repeat season. Same cast. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I would love that with Kagayan, but yes. I mean, they basically did that with Kagayan in, in Second Chances. Well, they did it with, like, what, four of the people? There's yeah, a lot right. of uninteresting people in Kagayan. There's a lot of people you don't need back. Jeffra? The the preseason's, like, pretty bad. Come on, Garrett is so good. Uh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl that throws the rice in the fire? Jed. Jatia. Jatia, right. She's yeah. great. Cliff, <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay's the one that quits, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do not need to do that. Bring back Cliff. And- oh, wait, Cliff is dead. Is he dead? Cliff just died. Yeah. Well, uh, so basically, uh, Tom, what uh, Joel just said is that they need to do Kai Guy on another season with the exact same cast. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't like any of those people. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's the worst part about that second chances um, after it is that there's so many Kai Gaian people that that's I just... That's what I love about it. I didn't enjoy them. The I don't ab- enjoy those people. The absolute travesty of second chances is that Shane isn't there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that I is. just can't get over it. He was an option, right? How could that be? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't understand that. That's that's horrible. Um, I remember I wasn't even technically watching that at the time, but I remember voting for Shane in that second chances thing. Do you guys think there's any small chance we'll ever get a Shane back? No. I yeah, I think that was his moment. I I I think like I don't know. I think the I would have loved to see T Berg as well. Yeah, she's cool. 
Yeah. Um, Frank. Frank. <laughs> but at least T-Bird was actually up for second chances. Oh. <laughs> I just want to see Frank back. Yeah. Well, Frank and Frank and Sarah might get along. Um, um, how about my least favorite returnee that comes back in uh, Game Changers now? Aubrey. I, I have notes about Aubrey. Oh, wow. I, I, I like Aubrey. I like Aubrey in her first season. Her returning seasons have been uh, shown why she didn't win that season. I yeah, mean, but... Tom, she comes back again. I think that's the, the yeah. problem. In um, Rangers, she's a bit of a dud. She doesn't do much. And there's uh, the thing that uh, is funny about Aubrey, she's always getting blindsided in Game Changers. Nobody is ever putting in her. If there's, an, if there's a change in vote, nobody uses Aubrey as a number. She's always on the bottom. <laughs> and uh, there's such an obvious protagonism in, in Aubrey. She even says it in uh, at a tribal council. She says, everybody looks at this as their own story. They sees it, sees it from their own perspective. But Aubrey so obviously in her um, confessionals, the way she talks to people, this is her, like, she's the protagonist of this story. She's making the big moves in her opinion, but everybody's just like, shut the fuck up, Aubrey. <laughs> we're, we're doing this thing over here. I liked her big confession that when she went back home after her first season, all of her friends said she wasn't the same. But that, that, that you know, like, I'm trying to think, like, Aubrey, like, I, I do think her first season went to her head, all the people telling her she should have won and being the strategic person and blah, blah, blah. I think that- I thought I'm, she should have won. I thought that was one of the major should have won. I'm glad she didn't. Well, Tom, we'll see how you feel oh, when- hate when, Aubrey. I, I do. I don't <laughs> get that season in general. The I like that season, but there's no one in that season that's like, that's the person that should have won. Maybe Ty. I don't know. But I prefer Ty to Aubrey. But Aubrey just, even going into uh, her first season, I just felt like she didn't actually do that much. And then this season, she doesn't do that much. And then she comes back again and doesn't do that much. Like, she's in so long of this game changers too to come back a third time a second time is questionable to me but a third time coming back when you're involved in so much of both seasons you're in and there's nothing really of note that you've done i don't know voting out debbie twice yeah i i guess if that is a uh oh <laughs> i do want to go backwards i love how blindsided debbie is when she gets voted out I love that Debbie thinks that she's running the game and then get, it's my favorite, it's my favorite type of blindside when somebody thinks that they're, they're a top dog and then well, get, the, get. the editors just love to show somebody crowing on about how safe they are before they get voted. Out. Yeah. I, oh, I love that. It's, it's my there, favorite. I think Debbie could do this, uh, this show 50 times and will be blindsided every single time. <laughs> yeah. She'll go, she'll go out in a similar fashion every time. <laughs> Um, but I don't know if anyone has anything else to say about Aubrey, but I like yeah. that she has a sort of a patented, um, pattern on her shirts. Yeah. And she's always Donald Duck in it. <laughs> yeah. Those are the things to note about her. Glad she she's, came back. She, three she's times. wearing, she's always wearing a dress shirt and no pants. Oh, <laughs> 
Um, the next person's Ty, who I is think it, he's on the DVD box. Yeah, Ty is on the DVD box. There's no escaping Ty. Uh, the DVD box, by the way, is Andrea, Sarah, Sari, Ty, Sandra, and Brad. Okay, that makes sense. It's it's probably all the I, most I recognizable would, people, I guess. Yeah, it's true, but I would switch out uh, Debbie for Andrea, even though I like Andrea, just yeah. as as people who popped on this in this season. Yeah. You gotta love Ty, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's won the uh, CEO Award twice now. <laughs> he's he's not a great player of the game. He's not great, but I do like the fact that he's kind of a wild card. Um, in the same way that, what's that Brazilian woman's name? Abby Maria. Right. Yeah, he's kind of like the the good to her evil of mm -hmm. players who are really emotional but can kind of snap at any moment and and go the opposite way. Yeah, I like that comparison. Yeah. That's a funny I, comparison. I think when I watched, I saw Game Changers before I watched the other one, um, oh, the original oh, right, season. Right, so I remember I, this, yes. Yeah, so I wasn't a big fan of Ty the first time I watched Game Changers because I didn't see his first season. Mm -hmm. Whereas in his first season, I then I got it and I rewatched Game Changers and liked Ty. One of the great moves ever is when he takes out those brutal guys. My two least favorite players of all time. Jason Scott. And Scott. Yeah. Jason and Scott. And when, Scott, the when, NBA player. When Scott's just looking over at him and he just says, no. Yeah, I like that too. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott looks so pathetic. Like, you're not going to do it? Mm -hmm. No. That's a perfect and he, moment. And he walks out of there. He walks out of there with Jason's idol in his pocket too. So it's I, like I, I probably never cheered so loudly watching the show. <laughs> do you do you do like big fist pumps in the air like you're watching a a, a bit basketball game? Yes, I do. Particularly like there are a few times when you're certain that the good thing isn't going to happen, and then it does. Were, so that's were one you, of them. Were you disappointed in uh, Scott? being an NBA player and then coming into the game and then you having him be your, one of your least favorite players of all time. Well, I don't like, um, I'm yeah. I don't believe that all NBA players are beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> who like in the, and who do you think you've cheered for the most? I remember you cheering for Tyson a lot, but who, like who, who have you cheered for? Like you're watching a, a Raptors game before. Mm. Good question. Yeah, Tyson, you really wanted to win that one, which mm -hmm. he does win. Mm -hmm. um, Sandra, always mm -hmm. Sandra. I was really rooting for her this season, and she she escaped a few that you thought she was dead. That's why she's so great. Is, is that like she was she should have gone out first? Like even more than her other season, she she should have gone out first this season. And she's like mouthing off the whole time. Yeah, and she's like telling everybody she's the queen, and they're mm -hmm. still letting her be there. It's great. That's why I love her. Um, okay, so Ty, what else? Oh, the thing between Ty, Ty and Abby Maria is people are allowed to be mean to Abby Maria and people turn on you so hard when you're mean to Ty. I think yeah, it's one of, it's the big reason that, that Brad Culpepper loses. It's crazy when Culpepper starts taking that tone with him. You're like, mm. oh, okay, now I'm seeing, now I understand you were a jock bully your whole life. 
Yeah. Well, mm. that also uh, makes you justify how Culpepper's treated, I guess, in uh, the blood versus water, because it feels like he doesn't do anything to deserve everyone that's sitting there watching, yelling, fuck you, Brad Culpepper. <laughs> <laughs> I love, then, maybe this is premature, but I love watching Culpepper talk about how he's an attorney now, a trial attorney, and he, he's, he thinks he's got a pretty good chance in the final three, and then almost immediately he just deflates. And you just see him like hunched shoulders, like, oh, I'm not, I have no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, it, it, Troy Zan goes through the exact same thing in that final. <laughs> Troy Zan, by the way, is, I, I would put in the same category as um, Bad Sierra. I, I have no idea why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can see why you watch World, uh, Worlds Apart and you think, wow, this guy would be good in the returning season. I don't know. Uh, one World, you mean? One world, sorry. Um, because he's, he's probably one of the few people that pop in that season. Like, it's such a bad season, other than like the winner, of course. But if you can't get her, then who else are you going to Are you going to get Tarzan? Who won that season? Kim. Um, Kim Spradlin, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys like her for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that is a bad season. That's a putrid season. Yeah. yeah it's one of the worst. That's that's a season where I don't know if anyone really pops. Uh, so I guess cat, cat no, no, no. Well, there. Funny enough, there's been a lot of returners from that season. I know one it's, of it's, which is married to Brad Culpepper. Yeah, Monica Culpepper returns, and I I mean her return is okay. It's not bad. Uh, and I mean the big bad. thing is that she brings Brad Culpepper <laughs> to the game. Yeah, she brings. That's, I mean, I, she. I don't need Brad Culpepper. I don't need any of them. But can't you Keep see Culpepper's out of it? Can't you yeah. see that Brad Culpepper is Jeff Probst's favorite player? <laughs> I can, I, yeah. Well, I, Jeff's, I, an alpha, Jeff's an alpha, and he respects an alpha. Yeah. To be honest, though, guys, we haven't gotten to Brad yet. I guess. Well, I guess we're we're, we're we've we've we're at we've the gone final. Past, three. We're at the final. We're weaving around. I don't mind Brad Culpepper in this season. I think he's kind of entertaining once they start giving him the time of day because he's so, he, he reminds me of a lot of like, or I don't know, we're the three of us, we're comedians, right? And do you ever like talk to your non-comedian friends and they're like, I don't know if you're joking or not. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how I feel when I listen to, talk, to, to Brad Culpepper talk. I like, I don't know if what he's saying is, genuine or not like he says it with such like this tone that i'm like not that i think he's joking that i think that i think he may just be like saying what he thinks you want him to hear you know what i mean yeah i agree i don't hate brad in this i just <laughs> i i'm a bit ambivalent i guess yeah but he, might, he might be the all-time best um former athlete not that it's a a big list i i think that uh that's got to be true I mean, well, Jeff he doesn't Kent, play a terrible game. He doesn't. He's he Jeff doesn't play Kent a very good game, well, didn't he? Jeff Kent does not do that well. No, uh -oh. he, Jeff Kent is so unlikable when he plays. Oh, I forgot. Well, the best, the, the, uh, the, the my favorite athletes coming up soon. But I'm biased because I I like his work outside of uh, Survivor. Are you talking about you talking Johnny about? Mundo? Yeah, I'm talking about Johnny Mundo. He's a professional wrestler. He's an actor. Uh, he's an athlete, though. 
I guess. I guess. Yeah. I guess. That's still an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but but he but he has an advantage over other professional athletes because he there's more charisma involved in his career, like his sport. Not not in not all wrestlers are charismatic, and if you heard him cut promos in the WWE, you would not think he is. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry. All, you fucking not all nerd. Wrestlers, no, not all wrestlers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, it's, I tried to call all wrestlers charismatic. It's it's like uh, what Tom said. Not all NBA players are good people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think Cole Pepper's got to be up there. I'm glad that he was in this season. At the end of the day, am I going to cheer for Cole Pepper? No, but I like cheering against him. Yeah, yeah, he is. I guess he'll come back for Heroes Villains too. I guess was one of the great negatives of him being on the season is that we had to see Monica again. <laughs> I don't mind Monica either. Oh God, it's funny that that Brad says he's playing his game just like Monica, and even like he he places the exact same as Monica in in her season, like second place. <laughs> He gets more votes oh, at the yeah. end, but I think it's a bigger jury too. All right. So we want to talk about Troyzan a bit more. Um, oh, Troyzan. I yeah. feel like he just lived his whole life as a mimbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's, think... a, he, he's like a bikini photographer. Oh yeah. He, he definitely is. Even if he weren't <laughs> a bikini photographer, he would be a bikini photographer. <laughs> Uh, Troyzan's also another one of those people like the guy that was on uh, Joe's season where he completely got deflated when he realized that there was a Tarzan on his season first season. Right. I'm Troyzan. This is my island. He can't be be Tarzan. I'm (laughs) Troyzan. I do. I like Tarzan going back to that. Yeah. Yeah. He would be the only one I might bring back. I think uh, when Troy, yeah, Tarzan's game-changing moment is when he puts cat's underwear on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I I also think that uh, Tarzan, uh, when he keep when they're doing the bidding in that season, and he keeps wants to keep the money to fix his truck back home. Yeah. Hey, did they get rid of the auction now? I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, they haven't done the auction since uh, Shireen um, like kind of broke the format of it in, in Worlds Apart. Oh, right. Um, but apparently uh, in 37, you haven't been there yet. There's this long challenge and uh, Christian Cody starts, apparently um, they didn't make it to the show, but he started grilling Jeff about uh, when the survivor auction should come back and jeff basically said to him like yeah i don't know people were like kind of like um like breaking the game a bit too much and it, it stopped being fun right i loved when mike almost didn't um pay for his yeah when they all decided to split it and he almost didn't do it and then he did it but he screwed himself over by almost doing it and that's what ne- that that move is what necessitated his immunity run yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's one last person to talk about here, and that's the go. winner. Sarah. Sarah. Well, well, we, 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 we have, haven't we? Yeah. We've, we've talked been, about her a lot. 
we've been surprisingly quite succinct on this. This might be our most focused episode, the yeah. three of us. I mean, uh, we we went through it, uh, not to uh, toot my own horn, but man, my idea of going through the cast like this. <laughs> yeah, my idea would 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 have been to go through my very ADD type notes here. So um, I think your your idea was way better. Yeah, the only note we heard was how hot someone was. So I'm glad we did go through. <laughs> do you want to hear some of the notes, some of the highlights? I do. Um, Sari challenge is cheesy. Well, disagree. And uh, I, I love to cry. I said that I like Sandra um, adjacently because Sandra is so not cheesy. Um, I said it, Sandra is the best part of the season. It literally crashes and burns right after she leaves because uh. right after she leaves is when Varner out Zeke. Um, <laughs> That's not because she leaves. <laughs> well, I don't think it would have happened if she was there. But <laughs> in, in all caps, I wrote Haley sucks. Um, why is Caleb there? Um, let's see what else. Brad nasty. This, uh, this... Oh, oh, Michaela asking Brad at Final Tribal what he, he knows about her. Oh, I yeah. think it's such a, like, dumb oh, we, we, we didn't talk about the change of the format of the Final Tribal, which I was not a fan of. Me neither. Cody, do you like this? I can't remember. What's, what's the change here? Instead of speeches, they do the open, open format. Right, and they still do this, right? They do it. Still, yeah, they haven't yeah. changed that. Yeah, yeah I, um, I think because this is how I came back to Survivor. Like this was one of my first seasons back. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is what I'm most used to because then I went back and watched where I left off. I think I stopped at All Stars and then came back to it with this season. Um, so I'm very used to this and I don't really notice it when I watch the older ones, I guess. The speeches are just so classic, man. I love, I love the speeches. The speeches. Yeah. It, it, I think the open format kind of sucks out the drama of it a bit. There's not like, uh, I like there's, there's, it's, it's almost tense when like Trish stands up to talk to Tony and it's like, oh shit, this is, there's something, this is going to be big i think kagai on again yeah. sorry I, I just had that in my head um, I'm, but i'm scarred by the speeches because of when we played the survivor comedy show and joel just fucking destroyed me there was one True. funny moment um remember the ice cream guy right Who, what ice cream? Guy? it's uh, uh the uh the the guy that the dumb guy with the poofy hair or whatever. Matt? Is it Matt? Is that his name? Yeah, the guy with the ice cream pants. Oh, the ice cream pants. I thought it was the ice cream scooper. No, not the scooper. That's Eric. Yeah, Eric, right. Ice cream pants. I don't he's know. On the, he's on one of the brutal seasons where everyone's getting sick and stuff, and he has to go off because of a infected scab or something. Oh, Neil. Neil, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! Does it? He gets his vote taken away, right? He gets his vote taken away because he's on the jury after he gets uh, medically 
removed mm -hmm. and he passes by whoever took his vote away michelle was it yeah and he gives like his little speech yeah but he does it in this weird awkward way where he's just like walking by her yeah he says you're just suckling at the teat or something like that yeah yeah and you can tell it's like something he had planned in his speech but now he yeah. doesn't get to do a speech yeah what a loser that guy was yeah. yeah, that that's also one of the reasons he was an Aubrey supporter. So I was like, I don't, I know more of Aubrey. I don't like this guy. <laughs> oh right, it was that season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't mind I don't mind the open format either. The thing about the speeches is sometimes you get the duds. Is yeah. like you have to get fucking for to go back to Kagayans, or you have to get Je Jeremiah to come and ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so tom overall where does this season kind of rank for you is it is it a top season uh what are you feeling yeah i haven't i, I haven't done my final rankings which i'm really looking forward to doing but cool. i would ha i would have it high high up there I'm, really? I'm loving, yeah i'm loving this run of early 30s i'm uh, i think from 30 to 34 now I've thought they were all really good. And now I'm doing 35, which is not very good. I didn't think you loved Korong that much. Uh, that's From, the first tie. Yeah, that's Ty and Aubrey and Michelle. Jason. And I did. Scott. I liked it. I liked you it. liked it. Oh, that's Jason and Scott. Yeah, it's a bit ugly. It's a bit ugly, that one. Yeah. But I did like it. Mm -hmm. the, the 30s are a mixed bag, but when it's good, it's really good. So the one that you're on right now, is that the heroes, uh, healers and humdingers? Yeah. And humdingers. Yeah. What a, what a killer theme. <laughs> it's the worst. Random <laughs> groups of people who start with it. It's like somebody said, you know, survivor can't do any worse than no collar versus blue collar versus white collar. And they're like, I'm a hold my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, how far into that one are you? just post merge okay no maybe not even yet i can't remember everything's a total blur i barely remember that season i just started watching it again last night when i finished game changers and it's, uh, it's a tough one like, to remember who the fuck are these people <laughs> i didn't realize that i had already seen it because i thought i for some reason i thought i started on the next one but then i realized i started on game changers and i was like did i watch this one and i got like halfway through before i was like oh yeah i have seen this yeah there's nobody to root for there's like a beach bum guy who's kind of seems nice um, <laughs> patrick no... patrick no. the redhead he has like Looks no, like Archie. No, not the redhead. That guy's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think um, by the end of the season, there's there's some people that you would uh, there's like three key people you would want to see back by the end. It's yeah, I hope so. It's the worst thing in a Survivor season when you just don't like anyone. Yeah, yeah. I I that's what I didn't have a problem with with Game Changers. So no, I mean. At the end, I didn't like anyone, but mm -hmm. I well, liked... you had Ty. I had Ty. Well, he he was he got it before. So yeah, I... but he was in the finale. Now let me ask you guys my classic question: What do I have to look forward to? Thirty-seven. Yeah, all timer. Okay. Great season. All right. 
the final episode of 38 is absolutely bonkers insane. Okay. Um, 39 is a bad season. So I've heard. 40 is a very exciting season that uh, has its ups and downs, but ultimately comes to a terrific finish. And would, I, you put, would you put 40 um, in like the same category as a hero's villains? No, because um, some twists in the game are really stupid. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's very, a top five for me. Okay. It's, it's top 10 for me, I think. I think I would, I would probably put it maybe just outside the top five but it's 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 up there for me it's a really great season but there's just a lot of frustrating twists in it that are like stop it you know but 37 is a possible number one wow yeah i would i wouldn't i would i mean spoilers for future episodes between me and cody doing our our best season drafts but um i wouldn't argue too hard on the david versus goliath being a number one season all right I think, uh, and I, I think that 36 is fun. I think it's fun. It's not, I think that you'll feel refreshed after watching Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. But um, Ghost Island is 36. It's based upon a huge twist in the game. There's this, there's this, this big, huge twist, and it's like, it's basically Survivor Twist Island. There's just, they just keep throwing shit at you. Right. Well, you're starting to see that in this 35. They're they're doing this advantage stuff, mm-hmm. and there's sort there's a kind of a randomness to it that I don't like. Like yeah, and you, and and it's even that's end up with this thing and mm-hmm. the cast yeah. is just a little better in Ghost Island, which what which is what makes Ghost Island better than H H H for me. Yeah, I've heard from people um, that the twists can get a bit upsetting. Yes, but. I trust my survivor producers, as I always say. I trust Game Master Jeff. And mm-hmm. uh, if they want to tinker around a bit, that's okay, as long as you go back to what's, to what's good and what works. I, I agree. And I think at, um, based off of all of these ones that we've uh, done together, uh, the three of us, that, uh, Tom, you and I have aligned on uh, most of our opinions. Sarah aside. I think I'm more of a, uh, I think I'm more Cody than Joel when it comes to Survivor. Well, we agree on other things, Tom. Uh, okay, Cody, does, guy on. Cody do doesn't. Of- Cody doesn't like Tyson. I I oh, like Tyson God. a lot. You, <laughs> you didn't like him before forty. I didn't like him in Token Jeans. You didn't like him in Blood versus Water, and you're on mic saying so. No, I liked him in Blood versus Water. Go I'm listen back sure to I'm our like... season forty draft episode. No, I like Tyson. <laughs> Wow, it's on Mike saying he's on Mike contradicting himself. So you're gonna have to pull up the clip. Um, yeah. But Roll anyway, clip. if you if you like him now, then it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, you know. But but like I I don't know if uh, Tom would feel the same. But like token token chains, there's nothing to like really hold on to with Tyson. Is that his first season? Yeah. Oh yeah, I hated him in his first season. Yeah. See. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of him in, in those two seasons, but I love him in Blood versus Water. Yeah, that was good. And uh, yeah, um, I guess there's, I mean, I was going to maybe bring up the legacy advantage. I had a, a note about that, but it's really not worth talking about. Comes back. 
No, it doesn't. It was it was done after game changers. The legacy advantage? Mm-hmm. What was what is that one specifically? It's just an idol. That you but can, you can only play it at certain at tribes. final six, yeah. They yeah, that comes back. That yeah. comes back, but the legacy part of it doesn't come back. Oh, willing it to someone. Yeah. No, I think that does. Does it come back? I mean, if, if it comes back, it only comes back in HHH, maybe. I think it comes back in. I don't know. I for it's some definitely reason, it's, it's definitely ghost. not in thirty seven. I think it's a 30. Ghost Island thing. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think they have it in HHH. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think it comes back. Bingo, in, by the way. Yeah. Every, every it <laughs> that's the thing that uh Ghost Island brings is every advantage you've ever seen in any of the seasons, they all come back. <laughs> let them play. Whiplash. Let them play. Whiplash. Um but the characters are so good. What are you looking forward to, Tom? Or is is there any sort of well are you dreading the end? I'm dreading the end because I won't have any more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am looking forward to being able to Google everyone, right? Um, listen to podcasts like this, mm-hmm. get more involved in the in the community, you know, mm-hmm. which I've had to bar myself from. And you might not have seen Tom, but they are filming again. So by the time you finish this, it might be released. Yeah, Joel told me. So are they doing it now? Yeah. yeah. Don't you find it amazing just to think that there's Survivor going on right now? <laughs> when I was a kid, I I used to, I remember having the thought, like, because I used to love, like, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. <laughs> I remember having this thought thinking, I can't believe that Owen Wilson might be filming a movie right now that I will grow <laughs> to love. <laughs> Behind enemy lines. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson is filming uh you, me, and Dupree right now. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to seeing Mike White. Yes, great. Mm-hmm. I, I that, that was, you guys, you guys like your athletes and your professional wrestlers. Me seeing Mike White on Survivor was like that for me. I mean, just to be clear, I haven't been excited about any of the athletes on Survivor. <laughs> I yeah. I, uh, You're a big John Rocker guy. Yeah, except for John Rocker. Yeah, that was a that was a big one. Johnny Mundo was the first one for me that I was excited about. Maybe maybe thirty nine uh, had a big <laughs> had one that I was interested in. Who? Um, uh, Laidlaw. Oh, <laughs> who's that? The first uh, Canadian Survivor. Only yeah. Canadian Survivor. New York oh, Rangers player. Yeah. yeah. Tom Laidlaw. Well, soon it'll be us. Yeah, exactly. The three of us. Laidlaw uh, laid the path that we can now walk on. Exactly. He's a trailblazer. Anyway, Tom, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Always fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. And we'll we'll have to catch up with you once you're finished. I don't know, um, whenever. Five more. Yeah. I, do some plugs before we go, too. Oh, my God. I have nothing to plug. There's been a pandemic for a year. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got specials and uh, albums that people can uh, still get? My special is still on Crave TV if you're in Canada. And if you're in America, I think they're going to put it on Facebook soon or something. <laughs> Facebook Red? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, thanks. That's it? Is that what you said? That's it for my plugs. All right. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. 
Cody, thanks for chatting. I'm glad we could finally talk Game Changers. And a movie, uh, sorry, a season, I want to just say, it, I I think at one point I said it was bottom five for me after watching it this time. It's not bottom five, but it's... it's, it's That's a win. It's low for me. Um, but uh, I will uh, say, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Um, leave us a five-star review. We, hadn't had, we haven't had a five-star review in a while, Cody. Yeah, we've had like 21 stars, but... um uh, we need a five-star review so if you're listening this far in you obviously like us or you like tom so give us a give us a fucking bone all right um (laughs) thank you so much and goodbye everyone